Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, we will see how long we can go today. I always have a problem, don't I? I should call it Simon Miller's Problem Podcast. I oh, mean, that could be quite good. And you could send me in your problems and I could answer them. I may do that. <laughs> that sounds like a very fun idea. Uh, no, so I have basically, wait for it. <coughs> there you go. I lost my voice over the weekend wrestling in New York City for Battle Club Pro. Shout out to everyone in Battle Club. And we will talk about that a little bit later. And actually, it went up today. If you go to my YouTube channel right now, search for Simon Miller and give me a subscribe, you can watch the little vlog I did when I went out there. So you can see the before, the after, the in the middle, and the wrestling itself, of course. I had a great time. We may as well just talk about it now, I suppose. No, I had a genuinely great time. That is a very, very well-run, nice, warm, welcoming promotion. And I had a great time meeting everybody and saying hello and shout out to Sir Wilkins, even though he screwed me over by punching me in the balls and got his brother involved. <laughs> Love wrestling so damn much. But, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it before, so I won't go over it too much. But there is... Uh, there's something very humbling and very motivating about being invited out to a different country to wrestle. I mean, the first time you take a bump and you start to train, I'm sure we have that somewhere deep down in our tum-tums that hopefully that does happen. And the fact now I've been able to do it, I mean, a year ago, I had zero American wrestlings and now I have four. So we should have another one as well in March. If you're going to WrestleMania weekend, I would strongly suggest you keep an eye on my Instagram and Twitter at Simon316 because I may have a few over that weekend and I'd love to see you out there. But yeah, I just want to thank Joe and everybody involved with the outfit who went out of their way to make sure I was treated very, very well. And it was just great. I mean, it truly was. I get a real kick out of these, you know, flying on a Friday, fly out on a Monday kind of a deals. I mean, you would like to be there long, longer, of course, but I think your body almost deals with it better in such a short time because mentally it knows that it has to and you get a little bit of an adrenaline rush. So I really did have a good time. Long may it continue. And thank you to everyone that has supported me on my wrestling journey. And thank you to everyone that supports me on patreon.com for Simon316. As I have said, that is what is propping up this podcast right now. Not going to get into it, but you know, it's 2023. Everyone knows that life is hard <laughs> and things aren't going in the way that I would like. But that's, I don't want to say it like that. I'm not trying to say it like, oh, well, it's me. That's not what I mean. I mean, if you think you want to throw a dollar into the podcast pipe, that would rock. And you can do that in Patreon. I would massively appreciate it. So I suppose we've got to talk about the Royal Rumble, right? That's what we've got to talk about. I don't know how it came, how, it, how it's come around so fast. I swear it was only 2022, like 37 seconds ago. And do not forget that last year's Royal Rumbles were not that good. I cannot believe that last year's Rumbles were the ones won by Brock and, and Ronda Rousey, because that feels like two years ago to me. And <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy that WWE did do that. I mean. <laughs> I think it was just because we basically knew the entirety of the men's uh, rumble. So at number 30, there's only so many people it could be. But I mean, Brock and Ronda are essentially a mirror of each other. And Ronda has had such a weird year too. I mean, she's not even announced for this year's Royal Rumble. She hasn't even been on the show in weeks. She lost her title to Charlotte Flair and we haven't seen her since. So something must be going on there because that is so damn weird. I mean, I have no idea. I'm just completely speculating. I mean, Brock is still Brock. I mean, I was talking to someone about this the other day. You know, every time you talk about Lesnar, eventually the, the the subject of the streak comes up. And everyone's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not saying the streak ever should have been broken, but I do think Brock Lesnar was a viable person to do it. Because here we are in 2023, which means next year, obviously, WrestleMania 40. So that'll be 10 years since the streak ended. That's right, right? It was WrestleMania 30 when the streak ended. Why am I second-guessing myself now? Now I've got to look it up. Even though I, I, you know, I'm like 99% sure this is true, I don't, I don't trust in myself. What an idiot. This is what I have to deal with every single day. Being an absolute moron. Yeah, Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker. 30 minutes. That's way too long. So it was 10 years ago. And I honestly think that they've got the mileage out of it. Brock Lesnar still turns up like he did on Raw. Beats up Bobby Lashley. Still feels like the end of level boss. Still gets a superstar reaction. Still gets paid all the money. So I think he was the right guy. If you had chosen anybody else, I'm not saying it wouldn't have worked. But if you had chosen anybody else, you cannot say for sure where they would be today. Because 
it was always going to have to be a two-pronged attack. You were always going to have to get someone that was legitimate in beating The Undertaker, but that also was always going to get a sustained push. And as we know, especially 10 years ago, if you had done it with, who do I love? Sheamus. If you had done it with a Sheamus, hell yeah. But would he have got that sustained push? I don't know. Whereas Brock was able to sort of basically talk his way into a position where he always was. And those two things together have turned him into, well, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best wrestlers ever. And people go crazy when I say that, but I genuinely mean it. He never has a bad match. He can work with big guys. He can work with little guys. He's cut some pretty funny promos. He can sell his ass off. And every single thing he does is believable and he's a draw. That ticks all the boxes to me. So, and you know, so many people discredit him because, oh yeah, but he only turns up here and there and he gets paid loads of money. You don't want to do that in your job <laughs> as you age. If you get past 40 and someone says to you, yeah, I'm going to pay you 10 times your salary and you only have to come into your job 50% of the time. If you go, no, <laughs> I want to know what you're doing for a living because you must be absolutely smashing it. So yeah, I really do hope. Well, one, I hope that Vince McMahon doesn't take back over from nowhere. I also hope that Vince McMahon isn't number 30 in the Rumble as a surprise. Genuinely a bit worried. Can't lie. I think it could happen. Or I think it could be on the show. But I think, given what happened on Raw 30, if Triple H is allowed to run the mill, as he has been doing, I think he's been built well. And I think it's very exciting. And I was listening to the Wrestling Observer radio show earlier today. And Dave Meltzer even said that Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, even a couple of weeks ago, wasn't necessarily a direction they were going in. Think of that. But now that may have changed. Now, I don't think you need to do that at WrestleMania. I would like it. But I just don't believe... Do I think Sami Zayn should beat Roman Reigns? Absolutely, I do. Sometimes I think you just fall into these things and we should ride it through. It's not like he's not over. It's not like he can't wrestle. It's not like he's not popular. But that's just not the way that WWE does things. And I hope I'm proven wrong. I truly do. But we can do the Elimination Chamber. There's already some leak artwork out there that apparently shows Sami Zayn as the main poster boy, which does make sense. But let's do it there. And let's continue the Bloodline story. That first hour of Raw, which had a monster rating, by the way, proper crazy. But that first hour of Raw was, <coughs> that was really good wrestling television. And it all flowed into each other. And it had twists and it had turns. And it tied into things that had happened six months ago. And it had tied into things that happened a month ago. It genuinely rewarded you for being a fan. And I don't feel like wrestling does that. Not wrestling, I should say. AEW, I think, is very good at it sometimes. But WWE has certainly shied away from that. But that's not... That's because Vince McMahon would rip up scripts. You know, oh, let's not worry about what we did before. And then you can't rely on the things that you've done unless you're going to randomly do it down the line. But you don't, you, know, you don't want that. You want a little bit of consistency. So I'm very, very excited for this Royal Rumble. And I think if it goes the way that it could do, it could be one of the best Royal Rumbles in years. So let's go through the things. We'll end with both Royal Rumbles. Actually, there is another debate there, and I'm kind of on the fence with it. Every now and now, every time we get to the Royal Rumble, people are like saying, oh, we shouldn't have two Royal Rumbles or, you know, it's good that we have two Royal Rumbles. Now, I want to make it very clear. It is 100% good that we have two Royal Rumbles. In 2023, there is no way that you should have just a men's Royal Rumble. That's ludicrous. Like what? what? It was kind of ludicrous. It was ever that way. But let's not worry about that. It, actually, you know what? It, it almost ties into the whole, you know, the Ruby Soho, Willow Nightingale uh, is it Brett Baker and Jamie Hayter tag team match? No, Ty Mello and Anna Jay tag team match. That was a street fight and it was bloody. I couldn't believe that after the fact people were going, I don't think women should bleed. But you don't mind if the men bleed. Do you know how that makes you sound? And I know a lot of people listening to this, or at least some people will now be rolling their eyes at me. But it's true. I understand if you don't like blood. You know, it's quite intense. It's quite gruesome. That may not be your bag. And that is totally cool. I can get on board with that. Sometimes I've watched Bloodfield matches many a time. And I'm like, you know what? This may be a little bit too fruity for old Simon Miller. But if you're happy for men to bleed, you have to be happy for women to bleed. It doesn't make any sense. It's such an archaic and stupid way to look at the world. Look, some women, yes, are dainty and feminine and la-la. But some women are not that, and some women want to go kick ass. And you know what? Some women are dainty la-la, and they still want to go kick ass. It's like a man. You can be super masculine and crush beer cans. Yeah, burp, burp, fart, swear, do all things. You know what? You can also be a sensitive soul. And you could also be someone that drinks some beer and is also a sensitive soul. You're allowed to be all of these things. Let's stop putting people in these weird pigeonholes. And you can be in the pigeonhole. If you like being in the pigeonhole, women can bleed. That's the point. If they want to bleed, let them bleed. Let them bleed all over the place. Who cares? Say with the men. Bleed, bleed, bleed. Just don't do it too much because then you get the law of diminishing returns. My word. I don't know why I went down that route. It just annoys me. I can't believe people can't see that. So many people have tuned out now. Never mind. I don't even know what I was talking about. Raw Rumbles. There is a part of me that think we should have a men's Royal Rumble and a women's Royal Rumble at different parts of the year. Because I do think, much like I do with the Elimination Chamber, um, two is just too much for one show. And I do think that whoever goes second 
is always fighting a little bit of an uphill battle or sometimes whoever goes first because it goes to show how they're pitching it in terms of importance. And I think it's worked very well the last few years, but if there was ever a chance that you could have one now and one in the summer, I think it works twofold. One, it separates them out. And two, I actually think the one that went and, you know, say July, whatever, you know, the one that was on July weekend would would benefit more because you could shine a spotlight on it. There's 30 people in it so you can tell more stories. You haven't got to worry about getting all them all onto Raw and SmackDown. I don't think necessarily you have to, well, you probably would just for scheduling's sake, have the men's here and the women's there. But it would also give something for SummerSlam. And, that, you know, WWE is desperate right now to get more events like WrestleMania. That's why SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, Survivor Series are all being held, and Royal Rumble, are all being held in in arena, in uh, what do you call it, stadiums or stadium-like venues. So if you want to add some more heat <laughs> to SummerSlam, that's a way to do it. You can have the second Royal Rumble and whoever wins that then debuts. Now, of course, it's going to take a few years to establish it, but that wasn't always the way with WrestleMania and we did it there too. So if we all of a sudden start paying that same kind of attention and love to SummerSlam, the SummerSlam, thank you, Bret Hart, I think down the line it will work. I don't think WWE is going to do this, but <coughs> I do always think that it's quite... It's not, well, like maybe I'm just going off last year where it was difficult to get through two because both weren't that good. Although on the flip side, I remember when Shinsuke and Oscar won, I believed I enjoyed that year very much. So it could come down to that. But I do think it's an idea that should be discussed. Neither should go away. Absolutely not. Although saying that, I wouldn't mind if we alternated them either. I know, Simon, you're a terrible human being. But there is just something to having one Raw Rumble match within its own show that I believe gives it a certain kick. Now, it's not going to be a crazy long show. I mean, it's at least going to be two hours, obviously. But we only have five matches. This is a Triple H speciality. He did it with NXT. They did it at Clash of the Castle. And he's pretty much done it ever since. I am a fan of this. I don't think you need to book nonsense for nonsense, especially on a show when you do have two Raw Rumble matches. If it was just a normal card, then sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want every single match to be 20 minutes because then it gets a little bit dull. Like WWE has a certain um, way they do things. And I like that certain way. And just before people go crazy, I like the way AEW does it too. I like to have my horses for courses. But otherwise, we just have the Raw Women's Championship being defended, the WWE Universal Championship or the Unified Title, whatever we're calling it. And we have a pitch black match. Kind of weird. Actually, I'm about to say kind of weird the SmackDown title's not being defended. You're also going to get Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville. I'd be surprised if you didn't. So we'll just start there. Charlotte Flair's going to win. I mean, I thought what WWE did on Raw was absolutely redonkulous. If you know that Sonya Deville, and maybe I'm wrong, right? This is pure speculation. I'm being a nerd fan. But if you do know that Sonya Deville is going to be in a championship match, or is at least trying to get into one, which is the SmackDown story, she probably shouldn't be losing to Bianca Belair relatively simply. I don't really know what we were going for there. And I also think, look, it doesn't matter if you win and lose. Ultimately, it comes down to stories and what you do after the fact. But I do kind of feel like Sonya Deville loses too much and we don't really give her the respect that she deserves, if that's the right term, if that's the right terminology. I just think she's really good. And I don't think she gets treated like she's really good. Well, I guess she does. She gets TV time. But I, just, I, think she's, I think she has more to offer and we don't necessarily put her in a position where she's able to do that. So, yes, I think Charlotte Flair will win. I think it is more interesting when it comes to the Raw Women's Championship match because you have to assume that Uncle Howdy would get involved. But does that mean he also gets involved in the pitch black match? And if so, which order do you put these in? Is there some kind of uh, thread running through the two? But it seems very strange to me that Alexa Bliss would be like, I'm weird now, I'm going to rip off your face, but I'm going to leave your eyes and I may be associated with Bray Wyatt and Spooky Wookie Uncle Howdy. And then she doesn't win the championship. Unless Uncle Howdy screws her out of it, much like she, he did with Bray Wyatt. Although, once again, that doesn't really make sense what happened on Raw because he saved Alexa Bliss, we think, um, from being KOD'd onto the chair on the floor, whatever, whatever the hell she was going to do. But I do find it all quite fascinating and I do want to see where, where it's going to go. But I can see, I think by WrestleMania, Bianca Belair will be the champion again. But to kind of give the Raw Rumble, like I say, the extra rub that WWE is looking for, I can see her winning through shenanigans. And then maybe we do a rematch at the, <coughs> maybe even do Elimination Chamber match, <coughs> excuse me, to figure it all out. So I'm going to go out on a limb because I think it's more fun. I'm going with Charlotte Flair and I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. We don't always need to stick in our lane. Sometimes we need to have some fun. So I'm saying she's going to go do it. And Uncle Howdy's going to come out. He's going to do his dance. It's hard for me to predict if it is going to tie into the pitch black match because I don't know what a pitch black match is. I know that it makes me want to drink a lot of Mountain Dew. <laughs> but um, the best suggestion I've heard, and I believe we talked about this last week, is you turn all the lights off and you get the fans to light it on their phones. 
But we know what wrestling fans are like. They'll just turn their phones off. Although I suppose you could have a backup if that did go down. But I really don't know. And I don't know what to expect from this. I do see a world where LA Knight wins and Bray Wyatt loses. And I don't think that's a problem. And I never thought I would say that. But again, it's all about how we tell stories. The problem with Bray Wyatt, both as the Fiend and the Eater of Worlds, is he would get into fuse and it'd be lost, 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 lost. But there would be nothing to it. It would just be happening because they thought they could give Bray a microphone and within a week he would be, he would do magic again. And that worked for a while. But then again, we've talked about it, the law of diminishing returns. So if LA Knight is going to win, which I kind of don't mind, and the whole Bray Wyatt <clears throat> loss then results in him fighting Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania, and then that develops into the, whatever the Wyatt Six is going to be or the group. There's something interesting there. I, I truly believe that, especially if he does get screwed over because, because he has an out. And I also think that Bray Wyatt is such a big star and such a big merch seller. And again, you have this narrative waiting for him where we can just go along with it and, and, and sort of figure out the flow. If LA Knight does win, I think all of a sudden you, you move LA Knight a couple of um, uh, rungs up the ladder. And that's good too. Then we've got more stars and we've got more people to build. If LA Knight loses, I don't really know where he goes after this. But if he wins... I, mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head who you actually would feud him with, but I think there are options. So I'm going to go for LA Knight. That's right. I'm going crazy. I'm going Alexa Bliss and I'm going LA Knight. Two outside picks there. And remember, if they do win, I'll be, you know, having a good old sing song in my house. And if I lose, I won't really care about it because it's a stupid podcast. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. We also have Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, for the undisputed WWE unified title, whatever the hell we're calling it. I would love Kevin Owens to win this. I really, really would. I think Kevin Owens is still underrated. I think Kevin Owens would be a, an asset to any single company in the world. Even if you run a building company, I think if you hired Kevin Owens, he'd figure out a way to, to, to be a success. But he's not winning. That's just the case. He's not winning. This isn't the way you end the Roman Reigns story. I do think it's a way that you pivot to something else or you bring something else in. Maybe Sami Zayn does something. Of course, Roman told him on Raw, I don't want to see your face again until Saturday night. So we'll have to see what we do on, on SmackDown. Maybe he makes a mistake. Maybe, you know, anything, any any kind of slither that makes you go, oh my gosh. And then Roman Reigns will eventually win, probably with help from Solo Zakoa or the Usos. I mean, there's a, a world where the Usos and Sami Zayn team up and they go against Solo Zakoa and Roman Reigns. I don't, again, do I think that's going to happen? No. But do I now see the avenue for that given what happened on Raw 30? I do. Raw 30 was very good, by the way. If we get time at the end, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more. But just check out my ups and downs videos. Go to What Culture Wrestling. That's the best way to do it. And watch me jumping around. I, I do think it's going to be a killer match as well. And then we can finally get over that ridiculous uh, last man standing from two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was when uh, Kevin Owens had the match won. <laughs> but Paul Heyman couldn't unlock the handcuffs. <laughs> so funny. Uh, was Roman Reigns still the champion then? He was, wasn't he? Because that was for the belt. My word. <laughs> He's been champion a long ass time. What I like about this match, though, is it will be good. Roman Reigns is excellent. He just is. Kevin Owens is superb. So they're, they're going to absolutely smash it. And I've enjoyed all the stuff that we've done beforehand. I like the contract signing, which, again, just wrote um, Kevin Owens taking out the bloodline. I enjoyed his promo on Raw where he gives him his the stunner and then just looks in the camera. Notice how he didn't say that he's going to win. He just said he's really, really, really going to try because he's a smart baby face and he knows not to lie to the audience. <laughs> he, he knows the outcome. And it also does tie into the trial of Sami Zayn. I still think we're going to get to WrestleMania and it's going to be the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and they're going to do it. And that will rock as well. I mean, it really will. You do it all right and you get Sami and Thing back together. It's perfection. Although I do hope within, before the end of 2024, once we have split the belts up and we've got a Raw World Champion and a SmackDown World Champion, I would like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to at least have a run with both. I think they've both earned it. Um, and it's not even about earning. I just think they're in the position where the fans would be behind it. And I think they'd have amazing, amazing feuds with loads of people. So I do hope it's going to happen. But I am going to go for Roman Reigns. I can't see it going the other way. And nor does it feel like the time to end it. I mean, this ties into the Raw Rumble too. The rumor is The Rock isn't there, but you would say that. You wouldn't come out and say The Rock is there. And if he could win the Rumble, there's now betting odds going all over the place that maybe Stove Cold Steve Austin is going to win the Royal Rumble. That does tie into two reports. Sean Ross Sapp, he of Fightful.com, says, I think he said this. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. This, you know, sometimes the, the, the wires get crossed. That Austin was made a huge mega money offer by WWE to take on Roman Reigns. David Meltzer then said, no, that was for Brock Lesnar. Doesn't mean that both can't be true. Maybe there was a pivot. Maybe they said Brock. Austin said, no. Rock fell out. And they said, okay, you know that five million we were going to give you. How about we give that versus Roman Reigns? And that's an interesting one too, because let's face it, let's move on to the Men's Royal Rumble. If Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out at number 30, whichever number it would be, he's going to get a massive pop. That guy is magic. The guy has, you know, uh, power in his fingertips. 
And if he then wins, people are going to go crazy. I mean, they truly, truly will. There are some other people that are obviously front runners that can actually go awry, depending on the audience you have that night. But Steve Austin with a surprise, get the Austin pop. People go crazy. Adrenaline wins. It then dawns on them that he's now going to the main event of WrestleMania again for the second year in a row. I don't see people turning on that, even in Philadelphia. That's just Austin. He has like a suit of armor. And I, look, I can't lie. I was talking to a friend about this the other day and he said, would you want to see it? And I would. I know that comes with a whole host of problems and issues and this reliance on nostalgia, but it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I haven't seen him fight in 20 years. He had that match last year and had the best time ever. I was there live. I was privileged. I was blessed. And I was like a kid in a candy store. I could not have been happy. I could not have been happier. It was flipping excellent. So now I kind of want that again. I, deep down in my tum-tum, I'm not so sure. I think it may be, you know, rumors and murmurings and, and just what we wish would happen in a crazy dream world does he even need to win it i don't know i don't think he's going to be in the thing i don't think austin is going to do anything where he will lose apart from a match against roman reigns because i think he gets it and i think austin would probably see that as a nice way to put him on the ultimate pedestal before i suppose in this scenario a cody rhodes beats him it beats him in, in 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 the summer but talking about cody he is my other person i'm putting at the front of the line it makes all the sense in the world we built up this return people still moaning you sure they've been a surprise not if stone cold steve austin is a surprise and not if the rock is a surprise because you were going to undermine that within a few entries but I don't want to repeat myself because I've said this on so many videos and I probably said it here too. Cody is, I'm going to tell you exactly how old Cody Rhodes is and then I haven't got to speculate and guess. Cody Rhodes is 37 years old. He is not 38 till June. He has so massive future ahead of him. You can Brock Lesnar him. He can be the guy that beats Roman Reigns. You go, oh, we should give it to someone else. Yes, but now we can build him for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, however long he wants to be around, and turn him into the mega super Degra star he always wanted to be. And that's even cooler. That's even better. What a story that is, and what an inspiration that should be for us all to bet on ourselves. He walked away in 2016 because he wanted to be this guy and said, You're not that guy, Cody. And now he come back and he could be that guy. He could win the Royal Rumble. He could win WrestleMania. He could defeat Roman Reigns, the chosen one. So that's a great option. But there is an asterisk there. Is Sami Zayn in the Royal Rumble? I don't believe he has declared. I'm going through my list now, which is Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross. Now, Sami Zayn goes into that Royal Rumble and Roman Reigns is still the champion. We don't know the order of the card just yet. Is there a chance we get a Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan situation where everyone goes boo because he gets thrown out way too early to the point that Batista gets a boo and Rey Mysterio gets a boo. <laughs> because we don't hate Batista and we don't hate Rey Mysterio, but we're mad at WWE for not giving us what I want. The irony. Because that's what Dave Batista always used to say. And I think that could happen with Sami Zayn. Now, the way around this, if you don't have a Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin negates that again. Magic in his pinkies. But the way we get around that is we make sure we carry on the cool storytelling. Maybe there's something with the bloodline. Maybe there's something with the Usos. Maybe Jay Uso was not being true at all. And he rips Sami Zayn out of the Raw Rumble, which means... You know, maybe Sami Zayn, I mean, we can't cost Roman Reigns. Maybe he gets involved, which leads to the match in Montreal in February. And they screw him again, which is the tag team match, the champions or the tag team championship belts changing hands. But that's where this um, this Royal Rumble gets really interesting, like really super interesting. Cody Rhodes is going to be over. People are going to want him to win, obviously. But do they want Sami Zayn to win just that little bit more because of the hours and because of the time we've invested into the story? The answer is I don't know, but I'm very pumped to find out. Otherwise, again, going through the rest of the uh, the pack so far, I mean, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 people have declared. Do I think Kofi Kingston's going to win? No. Do I want Kofi Kingston to have one more championship run so we can do it better? Yes. Santos Escobar is not going to win. I'm going to answer my own questions again. Do I still want someone like a Santos Escobar to win one year out of nowhere? Absolutely. Let's see if we can build a star that way. Uh, Ricochet, no, but I think he'll have a... Uh, a good showing, say with Austin Theory, no, but good showing. Seth Rollins could win. Seth Rollins is a main eventer. Same with Bobby Lashley. Now, it feels like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are both going to be in this thing, and I bet they eliminate each other, do it at WrestleMania. No problem with that. Big men slapping man meat. But he's always going to be now on the side of, well, he could win, because he's Bobby Lashley. Same with Seth Rollins. Baron Corbin, sadly not. I really hope we do something with the Baron Corbin character soon. I like what we're doing, but I believe we can kind of ju juice him up a bit. You know, just give him his edge back, not Adam Copeland to make him a killer like he was in NXT, but just keep elements of this of this new guy. Always delivers Baron Corbin. Do you notice that? Always delivers. Rey Mysterio, 
has a match against Karrion Cross on SmackDown, which I think is probably going to take him out of the Royal Rumble, either because Karrion does it or Rey Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio, or Dominic Mysterio gets involved. But it doesn't even matter because a WrestleMania match has to be Mysterio versus Mysterio, Rey versus the Condom. And if we don't do that, then what was the point of all of this? But again, if Triple H is still in charge, we will. So he can exist in his own bubble. Gunther should be the Iron Man. He should absolutely eliminate maybe seven, eight, nine people. He should be that guy. People are like, oh my gosh, the Intercontinental Champion is so damn good when he gets eliminated by whoever he is going to take on at WrestleMania. I guess it's not going to be Brock Lesnar now. Those rumors have kind of faded away with the Bobby Lashley stuff or maybe do a triple threat. I don't know. But this is what I mean about the Royal Rumble. There's ways and means to get people over or to that next level without winning. And we can absolutely do it with Gunter here. You know, let him throw everybody out. Commentators going crazy, putting him over, putting him over. And maybe it takes eight people to throw him out. And then you've got that cover. Cody Rhodes is up there. The front horse. As far as we know, if he wins, I'm going to be ecstatic. Omos, to me, whatever Omos does on this show should just be to assist Bobby Lashley. The goal between him, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, MVP should be to reunite the Hurt Business going into WrestleMania, where maybe Bobby Lashley even uses that to beat Brock Lesnar. I don't mind that at all because then you've established that group. Brock will go away anyway. I don't think it hurts anybody. So that's where I put him. Drew McIntyre could win, but I don't think he will. Sheamus could win, but I don't think he will. Braun Strowman, no. Karrion Cross, no. I mean, what I would like to do is for the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus tag team to implode and do that at WrestleMania. I think that would be great. You know, those two guys have come up the ranks. Those two guys always have bangers. Obviously, they are the banger bros. Let's do it on the grandest stage, much like, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. These are the type of things I can imagine they'd be over the moon about. Because can you imagine when you first start training? with somebody else you're very close to and not only do you both make it to wwe but you get to have a wrestlemania match that's cool and that sells itself as far as i'm concerned and we don't know many other people i don't think there's going to be an abundance of surprises this year although there are a lot of people going oh no i'm not in it even when they're not asked which makes me raise an eyebrow chris masters said he's not going to be there i would like to see him in it i would like to see a hurt lock um master lock challenge between him and bobby lashley i think that would be fun but even if there aren't that many surprises, as long as we tell a bunch of stories, that's when the Royal Rumble shines. It's nice to have that, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person is back, which we've done well over the years. But it's much better when you have mini stories. Remember that Batista, uh, Shawn Michaels bit, when he knocked Shawn Michaels out, when that was his way to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, get his rematch against The Undertaker? That was fabulous. And I still remember it. But I don't necessarily if You told me who won in 2006. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> But I'd have, to, I'd have to think about it. And now, obviously, I need to look. Make your guesses, everybody. I will go. It's probably John Cena in 2006, isn't it? <laughs> Let's face it. And the winner was Randy Orton. Is that right? Randy Orton won it? No, Rey Mysterio won it. Oh, that was Rey Mysterio one, was it? Oh, my gosh. That was WrestleMania 22. Oh, my gosh. Who won in 2007? John Cena, surely. <laughs> we keep going until John Cena wins a rumble. The Undertaker won that. Of course, because that, that was the oh, that was that built to the WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels. They had that amazing like five minute sequence. And I, yeah, here we go. 2008 is John Cena. I know that already because that's when he came back. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's back. Where did he come from? Anyway, move on to the women's one, which is far more interesting because we have seven. <laughs> Emma announced it on social media, which is a bit worrying, but it's Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Lena Vega, and Emma. So I suppose Ronda could be in it. Here I am going, Ronda's not even at the show. We don't know that. We have absolutely no ideas. I do hope that a lot of people are going to come back. I hope we see a Natalia. I hope we see a Tamina. Nobody meaner. There's room that Nia Jax is going to be there. I wouldn't mind that. It would get a pop. It would be a surprise. Why the flub not? I don't care. Some people get mad, not me. And there'll be some other people I'm not thinking about too. I think Summer Rae teased it. I think Lana teased it. So we're up to like 10, 11 now. Uh, you may get Trish. You may get uh, a list, uh, Alita. Who knows, right? But I think the win is already there. Announced on January 9th, 2023 Raw. Rhea Ripley, just do the deed. I can't think of anybody else that's going around. Maybe Raquel Rodriguez, but I don't think she has as much momentum as Rhea Ripley does. I would use everything that Rhea Ripley has done over the last six months with Judgment Day, and I would put her against Charlotte Flair. I'd make a jump to SmackDown, not that we really have brand supremacy or brand, um, you know, select things anymore. But I would have her go after Charlotte, and I would tease, tease, tease. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. And then she beats Charlotte Flair. Because that was always the thing. Every time they had their matches, Charlotte won, Charlotte won, Charlotte won. Even went down to NXT and won. It's like, why is this not changing? That's pretty sure that that's what happened at the warehouse WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania 36. So now in order to sort of put her on the ultimate pedestal, she beats the person that was always beating her a few years ago to establish that she's no longer that person and she's a level above. And then that explains why Charlotte Flair came back as a face. Everybody's like, why the hell is Charlotte Flair a face? She's clearly a much better heel. Well, I tell you why. Slap my head. 
Because if that is what we're going to do at WrestleMania, it's always better to have a heel and a face. You don't always have to do it, but it just makes sense. And it allows Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day to be assholes and win that title by any means necessary. So I don't even feel like we need to, need to have a larger conversation about this one. I'm so all in with Rhea Ripley. And again, if you're going to do a Shayna Baszler, I'd love it. Raquel Rodriguez, something there. Liv Morgan, that would be great. I mean, she's going to come in at number one and probably be the Iron Woman, which is also good. Let me see if the internet. So women's Royal Rumble surprises 2023 people love writing lists like this now i won't be able to i won't be able to find it and here's one three surprise entrants <laughs> i felt like we should do more right these are good though shout out to daily ddt i don't know if they're a good website or not i don't mean in a bad way but in case they've written something terrible <laughs> Melo, why did you quote this website i'm sure they're great check them out chelsea green is on that list she should come back at the royal rumble she's clearly signed to wwe uh, it's clearly heading that direction. Again, she doesn't have to win. Just make sure she's got a WrestleMania plan and make sure you kick it off at the Royal Rumble. That works well, as does Beth Phoenix. Very, very, very smart. Beth Phoenix can come back. Edge is going to be in the Men's Royal Rumble as well. They can go after the Judgment Day. Maybe that's why Rhea Ripley doesn't win because Beth Phoenix gets involved. I would be devastated because it means we're delaying that and I think the time is now. But Beth Phoenix coming back along with Edge in both Royal Rumbles ties into their story. And again, what did I just say? It's not always about the surprises, even though we are talking about surprises here. Sometimes, or most of the time, it's about the stories that you tell. They're the ones that you remember. And we just, not only do we just tell them, but we tied it into some really cool uh, um, things from like six months ago. So you're rewarded for being a fan. And that's that. It's the best thing when you think, man, I wasted all my life watching it, but at least I got some kind of a payoff. And that little thing I didn't think was going to mean anything actually meant something, right? I think that's, I think that's cool. And we'll end just here to see if anybody has any other good. De- uh, Candice Michelle, I mean, she seems genuinely upset that she can't get in it. So if if it is going to be her, fair play. <laughs> she pulled the wool over my eyes. X-Pac is a great shout. I want one more X-Pac match. I know he can still go. I've seen it. So we absolutely should do it. Wade Barrett, that's an awesome shout. We should do that too. Naomi, somebody I should have mentioned. It sounds like she is going to sign a new deal with WWE if we believe the rumor mill. Going to repeat myself. She could win. I'd have no problem with that. But does she have to? No, absolutely not. Make sure she has a program for WrestleMania and start telling it from this day forth. Um, Dragon Lee could be in it. He signed with a company, but I think you probably put him through NXT first. And Ken Shamrock's an interesting one. Ken Shamrock does not get enough love from WWE. <laughs> it's just true. Can't believe he hasn't come back. I know he wasn't there for long, but he was so good. I loved him. I absolutely loved Ken Shamrock. And I think he, uh, yeah, he absolutely deserves something at some point in time. But maybe not now. It, it, it feel a little bit out of nowhere. Uh, but there is the Raw Rumble. It, just briefly, yes, I did think Raw 30 was very good. Show you about the Becky Lynch, Bailey Cage match. Shouldn't have done that. I did think all the women's stuff was just ill thought out. I don't know whether that ties into the women or whether it was a mistake. I don't know. But like we already talked about it before. But the opening segment, awesome. The DX thing made me laugh out loud, which I always enjoy. Uh, main event. Uh, was fun. I enjoyed that six-man tag with Seth Rollins and the Street Profits. And by the end of it, I was like, you know, I was glad it got a monster rating because I want everything to do monster ratings. That Dynamite show last night that had the Mark Briscoe Jay Lethal main event, that was tremendous. That was absolutely brilliant. Like it was, that was wrestling. I want to say it's wrestling done right, but that's the power of wrestling. And as we are here, of course, I just want to send, you know, well wishes out to the Briscoe family again. As far as I'm concerned, Mark Briscoe is made out of steel. I don't know how he did that. I would never have been able to do that. So more power to him. Um, but yeah, I hope that smashes the ratings too. Because it was a great show. That Brian Danielson, Brian Cage match, awesome. The Jungle Hook tag team match, so much fun. The uh, family therapy segment, really, really good. The Jericho appreciation stuff, doing a great job in building Ricky Starks. There's all these little things going. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm excited about both shows. I think Dynamite's on a roll. I think SmackDown and Raw are on a roll. I always enjoy Rampage. Yes, it's more of a, a must uh, a must miss thing. Uh, so I can't, uh, you can miss thing. But it's great. It's fun. I have a good time watching it and they showcase a bunch of new talent so I can get used to them too. So always remember that more ratings for wrestling is, is no bad thing. And I do hope that you are pumped for the Raw, the Raw Rumble. You should get excited about that. And hopefully it doesn't let us down. I don't think it's going to be like last year. I think we're all going to have a pretty damn good time. And we shall finish by answering some questions. Again, we may not make it uh, as far as I want because my voice is just killing me. Do not get clotheslined in the larynx. It is not good for you. We start my good man, Kieran Moran. Kieran, hope you're doing well. Who says, if I could make it happen, would you want to wrestle at Butlins? Of course. Like, that's like a, a rite of passage here in the UK if you're a wrestler. Like, you go on the, um, what the hell can I remember what they're called? They're called the show camps. 
They're called holiday camps. There you go. Thank you, Brain. And you basically get to wrestle in front of a real big audience and a bunch of kids and uh, family members who may not know a lot about wrestling, but they'll just go nuts for everything you do. And because there's so many shows, you, uh, you learn a lot and you get great experience. And it kind of teaches you how to... Um, Get stuff over, I suppose. But yeah, no, absolutely. You never say no to the to the to the to the holiday camps. Before the pandemic, I actually was going to have a bit of a run there, but I had a very serious personal situation come up. Nothing to do with me. Somebody that is in my in my close personal sphere. And as always, those things are always more important. Daryl says, "Why do multi-team tag matches, aside from ladder matches and battle royals, only have two wrestlers in the ring at the same time? Yet single matches with more than two wrestlers have everyone in the ring. It's true. Sometimes we have no DQ. Anything goes. Tag team matches, and they still tag in. It's just the beauty and magic of wrestling. As the Royal Rumble is around the corner, we already know that even if you're not in the Royal Rumble, you can throw somebody out, and if both hit the hit the floor, they're eliminated. I love that nonsense. You can attack someone in the entrance." and take their space it's so silly and it's so ridiculous but that's why i don't want it to change we have enough serious in life don't take away my goofy wrestling pro wrestling tees.com for us as simon miller pro wrestling tees with my stupid catchphrases on them uh my friend gira says emily why don't the wrestlers ever kiss at the end well sometimes they do gira i mean last year two years ago we had otis and mandy rose and when they won their um relevant matches i think they did have a big old kiss sometimes they do kiss and isn't it nice when people kiss? Weird thing to say. James says, in a hypothetical world where for some reason neither Cody, Sammy, or The Rock are available for Mania, who would you fantasy book plug into the WWE title match? Well, I mean, Kevin Owens, but we, you know, I guess you can't do that because in this world he's still doing it at the Royal Rumble. And I don't think you can do your WrestleMania main event two months before. I think that takes something away from it. So I suppose I'd do something with Jay or Jimmy Uso. Go back to that kind of a thing. The Bloodline's my favorite storyline. Maybe a Solar Sokoa. I would definitely try and plug one of those guys in just because I think there is so much potential and there's stars to be made. So if you haven't got those three, actually, I've just changed my mind. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I know it brings up a whole host of problems and a whole host of issues that would need to be discussed. But that pop man, I'm all about that pop. Lovely, which is a lovely name, says, no question, but thank you for what you did for Wilkins. Respect. Oh, man, that's my pleasure. We won't go into any further than there, although I will employ you to go to my YouTube channel and see the vlog that went up, and I mentioned it earlier. That's the best way to support that. Um, but no, my pleasure. I understand what wrestling is, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Billy Jean says, I've got two questions. Uh, one, was I your lover? That didn't work. as a Michael Jackson joke. Failed miserably. With how things are going, do you think the Rumble is where we see Sammy splitting in some capacity? I don't know whether we go whole hog, but I do believe that the Montreal show is going to be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. So we have to start heading in that direction. So I suppose if you want to make premium live events feel like big deals, then yes, we probably should do something there. And also, do you think Cody wins the Rumble? Probably. But there are outside forces. Ryan says, who would win in a brawl for all with me, Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, RJ City, Dalton Castle, Luigi Primo, Ethan Page, Sami Zayn, The New Day, and the Gobbledygooker, aside from all wrestling fans ever? Well, I was about to say, Ryan, I would win. The problem is... We'd also all lose because the Brawl for All is a stupid concept. <laughs> Never forget the Brawl for All said, oh, now these people are having real fights, which by proxy means everybody else is having bad fights or fake fights. I hated the Brawl for All. So I would rather it wasn't a Brawl for All. I would rather it was some goofy Raw Rumble. So if you could make that change, the gobbledygooker should win because it'd be hilarious. Oliver says, why do people on wrestling channels keep saying that Yokozuna was built from Japan? While in truth, they either said that he's from the Polynesian Islands or didn't give any place at all. Well, isn't it because they came out waving a giant Japanese flag every time? <laughs> I think that could be why. Don't question wrestling, my friend. As soon as you question it, it all falls apart. Stephen says, are you one of the unconventional surprises in the Rumble? Stephen, I massively appreciate it when people say that to me. But I may have even said this in this episode. I just took a few, hour, few hours off to rest my throat and I forget what I say. If I came out, one person would go, oh, it's the ups and downs guy. And 40,000 people go, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Not that I would mind that. I'd still be in the Royal Rumble. I still win. But always believe. You never know. Maybe we can steal the spot and ruin it. It'd be fun for all of us. TMOF Wrestling says, what's your take on the indie promotions that are no longer part of the WWE Network? I think it's fine. I don't think it's an issue. Uh, I think it was really cool that they were on there. And obviously, I got to have... I was on the last one that Progress put up. So I can say I've been on the WWE Network. But... You know, a window closes, a door opens. I, you know, I've, I've talked to some of the progress guys tentatively. I don't know any of their plans sort of, you know, 100%, but it sounds like it opens the door for them to do a few things that maybe they weren't able to do beforehand. But the relationship is still there. It's not like there's no relationship anymore. You know, I know for a fact that progress and WWE still have a very good relationship, and I'm sure going forward, they'll find new ways to work together. 
So I, I, I just think it's a thing. I don't think it matters. You can still see progress shows on progress demand or demand progress, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I, I really don't think it's a thing. I understand why people reacted the way they did, but yeah, it's just wrestling. Greg says, here's an idea for the Raw Rumble. What if they replicate the finish between Bret and Luger or Cena Batista? Final two fall together. Two winners, then Roman has to defend both his titles separately as a way to split the belts. Craig, Greg even. I think that's a fantastic idea. The only problem, and it doesn't actually matter because WWE has done this time and time again when they rewrite their own rules. Because of, I was saying that Brett and Luger, we didn't restart, did we? No, we didn't. We just had two winners. You're correct. Whereas Cena Batista, we restarted because that was an accident. Greg, you should be on the booking team. I think that's fabulous and I hope they do it. That's my favorite fantasy booking so far. Simon says, I'm genuinely interested in your answer to this. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, no kidding. Where do you think you are at in your wrestling journey? If Triple H or Tony Khan offered you a spot on the roster tomorrow, do you think you're ready? If not, what do you think you need to develop and how far do you think you can go? Well, you can go as far as you want, right? There have been people out there who aren't even good at professional wrestling, but they're good at elements of professional wrestling or sports entertainment. So, you know, they're able to find a niche. I'm never going to be the greatest wrestler in the world. I can't do what the likes of Seth Rollins or Kenny Omega or Okada or an AJ Styles. I mean, you know, pick your favorite can do. But I think I'm competent. And I like to think I have other areas where, again, I can sort of raise my stock. But I think the only way you're ever ready for an AEW or a WWE opportunity is by being in that company and learning how they work and working with the best and just getting better and better and better and hoping that the machine takes care of you and plugs you in at the right level. So the whole point is, though, you never say no to opportunities. You say yes, and then you figure it out afterwards, right? So if one day that does happen, I will feel very, very privileged, and I will feel very, very humbled by it. But again, we take every day as it comes. If it happens, sweet. If not, we keep enjoying professional wrestling. Ultimate Twins fan says, where do you rank 2022 overall as a year of wrestling? Well, it had some great matches, but it had some great controversies. Like I always remember Stone Cold coming back at Mania. That was fabulous. Um... I can't even think of the good matches now. There were so many. But, you know, we'll mention the Briscoes versus the FTR tag match for obvious reasons. That's just a random one. There's so many other ones. But, of course, there was controversy as well. All that stuff with Punk, the Vince McMahon uh, scandal. So, you know, it kind of balances out. But in terms of in-ring product, I would imagine that it's, oh, man. I mean, I have to sit down and think about it. But top 10, if not top 5. Again, I think you'd really have to make, it, make a list and figure it out. But very, very high. Very, very good. Uh, Ryan says, uh, do you think WWE will use the current Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn storyline to recreate the ending of WrestleMania 20, splitting the titles and allowing them to share the moment in the ring, both as champions? Sorry to burst your bubble, Ryan, but no. Beck, what would you recommend for someone that wants to get in shape to become a wrestler? Lots of cardio, lots of lifting weights and go to wrestling training because the best way to get in shape for wrestling is by doing the wrestling. I made this mistake when I started. In six months of all this cardio, I got there and I was blown up anyway. If you want to be a wrestler, go to wrestling school tomorrow. There's nothing holding you back. There's nothing stopping you. You can do it. You are perfectly in control of your own desires and your own dreams. Now, you may get there and realize you don't like it, and that's okay as well, but at least you tick that box. So if you are hearing my voice and you are considering being a professional wrestler, go and do it. Find a reputable school, and I promise you, you will either find your feet with it or you can walk away with a big smile on your face. Either way, you're absolutely going to kick some ass. Bobby says, with the American Badass returning, which is obviously awesome. Don't start me, Bobby. The Dead Man is better. Do you think that means we really have seen the last of the Dead Man gimmick? With all the podcast interviews Mark has done since retiring, it's the only gimmick he can still do that would feel so genuine. No, I don't agree with that. There's a lot of <laughs> disingenuous stuff in wrestling. No, I don't think so. I just think it makes sense because that's, yeah, you're right. That's his angle right now with him doing the one Dead Man shows. So, no, at one point we'll get a special guest appearance from The Undertaker, that version of The Undertaker, and it will be fine. Again, wrestling is quite silly. You can do whatever you want. Uh, official H51 Outlet, don't know what that means, says, how many wrestling channels and dirt sheets do you think would still cover WWE if they were Saudi-owned? All of them. <laughs> of course they would. I mean, look at Saudi bought Newcastle uh, United, the football club, and nobody stopped covering them. There are a lot of important questions that were asked, but no, if anything, it's more important to cover it when you do have... Uh, something like that because otherwise we forget about it and we don't highlight the issues it goes back to the jay briscoe video nobody wants to make that video but you have to because you have to cover everything you can't pick and choose that's not how it works uh joko says i like visiting shows of wxw here in germany and saw walter versus Ila dragonov before they went to wwe did you have any contact with them about wrestling here in germany at one of their shows uh, or do you know some of the wrestlers work in the WXW shows? Yeah, I know a few. I mean, I think Maggot works those shows. He's a great guy. 
Um, I've only said hello to Walter when he worked at WCBW show, or maybe it was Defiant then. Uh, same with Ia Jagonov. He did some progress stuff, so I said hello. Uh, but no, I mean, outside of that, I don't have any kind of relationship with them. But I'd love to work for WXW. I think everybody would. They're, you know, a tentpole company. You can go around the world. And when you get to Germany, you know, the Carrot Gold Tournament, everyone loves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're top tier. Richard says, when Roman goes part-time, he's already gone part-time. Do you think the bloodline would disband? Or who do you think Paul Heyman will align with? Will he default back to Brock? Well, they won't dis- they'll disband when the storyline decides they disband because Roman Reigns is already part-time and it's ticking along fine. That's why we don't see him that much. Uh, Bart says, if you could guess referee any match at WrestleMania 39 this year, which would it be and why? The one that Stone Cold Steve Austin is potentially going to be in? And if he's not, you want to do the main event. You want to do Roman versus Cody or Roman versus Sammy or whatever we're going to do. You know, that would be, that'd be excellent. And you'd be in the main event. Main event as a referee still counts. Main event as the timekeeper, the commentary team still counts. You do the main event at WrestleMania. Wrestling show doesn't happen without all of its parts. Uh, Hellbot says, have you ever considered getting booked on DPW? Man, I tell you, I've always said this. I want to get booked everywhere. If somebody wants me and somebody thinks I bring worth and I have, um, you know, I'm able to get there, I'm there. It's as simple as that. Travoris says, how did it feel coming back to America and wrestling in MPW? I love all my American jaunts so far. Battle Club Pro, MPW. And I hope I come back to both and I hope I do many, many more. It is badass and cool flying out to a different country to do wrestling. And I feel very privileged. Uh, Nick says, top five picks for surprise entrance in the Rumble, even if we know your top pick would be Repo Man. I think Edge is going to be in it. We kind of talked about this earlier. So quickly, I go Edge, I go Beth Phoenix. I would go Zack Ryder. Let's have some fun. I would go Chelsea Green. Those two tie in. And for an absolutely crazy one, I will say, hmm, Biggie. <laughs> it's not going to be Biggie, but my word, I would love it. Um, where am I going? The Di Caruso deity. Deity. Would you, being side to a big company, complicate you doing YouTube content? It would seem hard to do ups and downs on what are effectively your co-workers. I mean, listen, if I got signed to WWE or AEW, I think I wouldn't do the YouTube stuff anymore. I think they would insist on that. I would still do personal YouTube stuff as long as I was allowed, and I think a lot of wrestlers are. But yes, I would imagine that would be the end of my what culture journey. However, you never know. You never know. Weirder things have happened, and we like to keep as many opportunities going as possible. I would like to do it all. I never want to take anything away. I want to add. Matt says, to your knowledge, has there been any news on the UK money in the bank ticket situation? No, no. I mean, we've still got ages. I think they'll... (laughs) Probably sort of around WrestleMania time, maybe they announced them, maybe a little bit before. But no, at the moment, there's nothing. You'll know when there is. Everybody will go crazy. Blowjack Horsecock. <laughs> That's just his name. Why not? Should the Money in the Bank ladder match be exclusive to WrestleMania again? Well, no, I, I used to think that, but no, they're bringing Money in the Bank to the UK now, and that wouldn't happen otherwise. So I'm well on board it being its own pay-per-view. Uh, Matthew said, during 97, when Sting took on the Crow gimmick, was he injured, resting on house shows, or he just didn't wrestle at all, only the TV appearances from up in the rafters? No, was, I think he was injured for a little bit, but mostly it was just a really cool idea, and that's why it worked. I think Scott Hall there suggested the character. Um, and I think Sting wanted to go back to it after a few years, probably for that reason. So I haven't got to do anything. But no, it was just, it just again, it goes back to what we just talked about. You don't always have to be do the wrestling to be a cool wrestler. And that version of Sting is one of my you know, favorites ever. And he did nothing, but he did everything. That's cool. Uh, Tyler says, Mr. Miller, do you have a favorite wrestling match of all time that does not include yourself or Repo Man? Yes. WrestleMania 13, um, Austin versus Hart. And what makes that match your personal favorite? The age I was, the fact that I love Bret Hart and Steve Austin, the fact they did the double turn, the fact they had the blood, kind of ties into earlier too, that had all this um, emotion to it. I just think it's a perfect wrestling match. There's nothing I would change. And they both pulled it off. And of course, obviously, it helped spark Stone Cold Steve Austin to become the person that he was. And it sparked the Bret Hart heel run in 97, which I also think is awesome. So, yeah, I can watch that all the time. And I still uh, I still get something from it. Joe says, I've been gone from Brit Rest since 2020. What's the scene really like now? We know it was useful for fans, but was it useful for performers like yourself, Simon? I can only look at it from, you know, my perspective, and I think it's great. I know through it's, I know that it's gone through a lot of negative stuff, but it feels like it's come out in a better place, and there's a lot of good people working on a lot of good shows, and most locker rooms I'm in are super nice, and I super enjoy being around everybody involved. 
And if nothing else, it allows me to wrestle. It allows me to do my thing. And that's why you never want it to go away. So it's a thumbs up from me. Again, can it be better? Absolutely. Do we need to make sure we keep safeguarding and doing all those things? 100%. People should feel welcome and they should feel protected. And I think it is, I, th I, th I think it is better. But there may be people that be able to speak better on that than I. But again, let's keep pushing it. Uh... In the right direction. Dave says, do you have a favorite food drink you like to get when you come home to the States that tastes better that you can get at home? Yeah, sugar-free Mountain Dew. You can't get it over here. My word, I mean, I love Mountain Dew. There's way too much calories for me. But sugar-free Mountain Dew. And I kind of find every single piece of, every bagel and every pizza I have in America just feels better. Apart from the ones on Brick Lane in London. But, you know, they're fighting it out. So, yeah, they're always the three things I try to get when I'm in the States. And I absolutely, um, I love it. Uh, Billy G's Burner says, do you think Kevin Owens wrote Sammy's name on the contract a weeks ago? And that's why Heyman was so angry at him on Raw. No, I like that idea, but you'd have to have already revealed that because we're like three days away from the Rumble or tomorrow actually as I'm recording this. Um, so no, but that's cool. I like that idea. Insomnia says, hey, Simon, what are your top three best sing-along entrance themes of all time? My current favorite is Seth Rollins and Jungle Boy. Absolutely, they'll be in there. Um, oh, it's such a hard... What music do we use to sing along to? I mean, the Fandango theme, but that's kind of an anomaly. Stands out by itself. You know what? I can't think of any now. I'm trying to think of one that people come out and... Bailey's old theme song was pretty good for that. Kane's, people used to do that. Well, 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 well. It used to make me laugh. <laughs> and um, I think Jungle Boys is probably... And obviously Seth Rollins is because that actually happens. I don't know. Hopefully one will pop in my brain. Problem is I'm losing my voice now. This is not good. Uh, past Cactus Jack says, will you be wearing the happy squid today? Just kidding. <laughs> what is the one wrestling move that never gets old? The pile driver. Pile driver is always cool. And I'm always wearing the happy squid. I love the happy squid. Uh, Fabian says, just how hard is the hardest part of the ring? Well, you've answered your own question. It's the hardest part of the ring. There's nothing harder. Charlie, do you ever see Jungle Boy being a world champion? Or is he one of those that gets stuck in the mid card forever? No, he'll have his run. He'll get his run. And then we can see how it sticks. But no, future world champion, 100%. There was one point when I thought he may be the guy to dethrone MJF. I think now, actually, it's going to be Ricky Starks or Adam Cole. But yeah, come 2024-25, Jungle Boy's young. He's got plenty of time. Eddie, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I've just read the next three questions. Or what's the hardest part of the ring? What's the hardest part of the ring? Isn't it funny the things that get over? I appreciate you. Uh, Big T says, who had the better rumble run, Manto or Mil Marascus? I can't remember that guy's name, Mascaris. Mil Mascaris, there you go. Mil Mascaris, because he eliminated himself, because he said, well, if I'm not going to win, I'm just going to throw myself out there. Absolutely brilliant, 100% the best. Um, Jared said, what's your favorite part of traveling to and wrestling in the United States? The fact I get to do it to begin with. Again, it blows my brain. I find it very humbling. Uh, Drusfer says, any predictions? We've done that. The surprise Royal Rumble entries. 216 says, when are you going to join Repo Man as the new... So when are you going to join AEW as the new Repo Man as soon as anybody asks me? Fumar, your best female wrestler ever. I mean, Oscar would be up there. I'm a massive fan of Oscar. I've always been hugely impressed with Trish Stratus because the era she found herself in, the way she applied herself, I thought it was you know, unbelievable. Um, I don't know. The problem is I'm not very well versed in like the... Uh, the Japanese wrestling women's scene, and they are probably the best women. I didn't watch it when I was a kid, and I just don't have time these days. So my my frame of wrestling is very Americanized, which probably means you know I'm not looking at it in the in, in the total way that I should. But yeah, Oscar is always one that that I guess kind of an ironic point I've just made. But Oscar would always her NXT run, everything she's on the main roster, you can give her anything. She's funny, she can be serious. I'm so pumped to see what a new character is going to be when she comes back. Yeah, I'm just a huge fan, as you can tell. Juan says, hey, Simon, who do you think will beat MGF for the AEW World title? And do you think that Adam Cole would be MGF's opponent after Revolution? Not after Revolution, but I think when we get to All Out this year, it should be Adam Cole versus MGF, or maybe a little bit longer, depending, because I think you should change the title. So whenever that makes sense. Um, I guess that answers your question too. Yeah, I do think it should be Adam Cole. I just do. He's come back. He's a mega baby face. He's so damn good, as we all know. And now that we have fully embraced him going good guy, and MGF is a super bad guy, got to do it. Uh, Real Moses. Oh, I've just read this. I'll read it because I've started. Don't ask me questions like this from now on, and I'll tell you why. Do you rank Chris Benoit as one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time? No, I don't rank Chris Benoit as anything. Chris Benoit killed his wife and he killed his child. Now, look, you're allowed to have your own opinion on this. You absolutely are. You can call me an asshole. You can call him an idiot. That's fine. That, to me, is more important and more heartbreaking and more emotionally impactful than anything he ever did in the ring. And that's not exclusive to wrestling. If you can separate the art and the artist, that's fine. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. 
in a tragedy as big as this one. And I know there will be extenuating circumstances. It doesn't matter. He still did it. And that's, I can't get past that. And I'm never going to be able to. So, you know, was Chris Benoit a terrific professional wrestler? Obviously. Do I want to talk about it? No. Do I think he should be in the Hall of Fame? No. Do I have any regard for what he did in a wrestling ring? No. And you can tell me that's super disrespectful, but he's still a murderer. And that goes higher for me. It just does. Again, I don't even feel like I should talk about this sometime because I know that his friends, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, uh, Chavo Guerrero, they'll see it differently and they're perfectly allowed to. And they can speak about it far more eloquently than I. But just as a fan watching on when people ask those questions, that's what comes up in my gut. And that's what comes up in my stomach. So, yeah, I've talked about that on What Culture videos before. It's just you murdered someone that's far more important than being able to do a 60 minute classic i think of the kid that's what i think of the kid and i think daniel his name was right i think of daniel and i think of um i always remember his woman because that was her wrestling name nancy there you go that's who i think of these are the people where we have to keep the memory the memory alive uh mr waffle says would you rather wrestle a one hour iron man match with brian danielson or a no rope barbed wire time bomb exploding landmine double hell match with john moxley i mean one hour with brian danielson because you're going to come out twice a good a pro wrestler Whereas the other one, you could come out dead. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, Aries says, who will be the next wrestling star to follow the Hollywood route after Roxena and Batista? I mean, probably Roman Reigns with Becky Lynch in a close second. Um, Put said, I don't know, we've done the Royal Rumble stuff. Um, these are all ones we've answered before, but I do appreciate it. Darumo says, did you have any food on your New York trip? Cut hot dogs, pastrami on ride, rat on a stick, <laughs> all the traditional stuff. No, I didn't because I'm on a bit of a... A goal at the moment with my body fat percentage and my weight training. I did have some bagels, obviously. I had my cheat meal when I was out there and I had some pizza. But no, they're the things I always go to as talked about. I would like to have a trip like that. When I went out with my girlfriend a couple of years ago, we did all of that and it was awesome. But yeah, when you've got a resting match, the last thing I want to look like is a big bloated guy. So I try and stay away from that. Uh, Wayne says Big Daddy versus Ric Flair in their 80s prime. Who wins? I mean, Ric Flair, but also Big Daddy so massive could just fall on you. Amzer says, what's the best finishing move and why it's the rock bottom? It's not the rock bottom, it's a stone cold stunner and it always will be. It just worked. It was super simple. Uh, not I'm reading that one, it's rude. <laughs> These are all about the hardest part of the ring. I'm just going to pimp it again. Buy my hardest part of the ring t-shirt on prowrestlingtees.com for Simon Miller. I would appreciate that. Genuinely makes me laugh that you're all asking me this. Someone asked what is the softest part of the ring. I'm pimping out, I need money. <laughs> So I'm just doing oh, I've gone crazy. My voice is totally gone now. I'm not gonna lie. Uh Nickery says fantasy book of CM Punk come back in 2023. It's really easy. He comes back. <laughs> Don't even need to do anything else. It's gonna blow people's brains. Say what you want about him. The man knows how to create headlines. He's a draw. He's a star. He's an interesting cat. I like CM Punk. Uh DJ says, Have you ever tried out for WWE or AEW? Sadly not, but one day I would like to. Naomi says, when is Pac going to be a world champion? I don't think he will, you know. I think he's too good, as stupid as that sounds. I think he's so good that he'll always fit. Maybe one day it will come up for him, but I don't think it'll ever be pushed in that direction just because, I don't know, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I'm not going to say he's like a Dolph Ziggler. Well, no, Dolph Ziggler is amazing too. I don't think he's been put into a Dolph Ziggler-like pattern, but I think people see him that way. So he'll always be a champion, but I'm not sure he'll ever be world champion, even though he should be. He's flipping brilliant, arguably the best wrestler in the world. Um, Matthew says Goldust or Dustin Rhodes Dustin Rhodes it's a shame The Natural never got to have a WWE run I think he would have done awesome Lajon says where do you stand on the Monday Night Wars I think they were fantastic at the time but if you go back and watch now a lot of the content was gibberish apart from the main event stuff but that's fine because it worked at the time uh, Joe says when are you going to come visit us in the States and wrestle I mean literally a week ago <laughs> and hopefully back in March I'll have more information on that soon Bradley is very nice and said one question I've had for years how is Simon Miller not signed by a major promotion well I mean they don't really need me <laughs> they're, they're doing all right without me but that's still a very kind um very kind thing to say um that bastard they warned you about Oof. what if Rhea Ripley wins the money in the bank and cashes in on Roman how would people react well I'd tell you how I'd react super duper happy we should absolutely do that. I would love it. And actually, I'll end on this because I didn't talk about it. Because somebody mentioned Seth Rollins' plans for WrestleMania. I hope Jay Wyatt, Jay Wyatt, Jay White, Jay Wyatt <laughs> is close. I hope Jay White debuts, New Japan's Jay White, not anymore, obviously, in the Royal Rumble and feuds with Seth. And that's what we do at WrestleMania. I think they'd have a terrific match. I think he would get, it'd be like an AJ Styles situation from 2016. People would be super hyped. I really hope that happens. I wanted to throw that in there before I forget about it. That guy Seb says, can you swim? I can swim. Back in my um, school days, I was a, 
I was quite I was quite the backstroker, which always sounds terrible. But no, I used to compete in um, county championships. That's, that makes it sound way bigger deal. But I got to the point where I was able to represent my county as a backstroker. And then I, I didn't do it anymore. And I kind of regret that. I should have done. Who knows where it could have gone. Uh, that tall guy says, what's your favorite Rumble elimination? Absolutely the Bushwhacker one. When he comes in, he bushwhackers his way across the ring, goes over the top. Can never remember whether it's... Um, well, now I can't even remember the Bushwhackers' names. Luke and... Luke, Luke and... Oh, Simon. I can't believe I've got to look this up. I'm a... I'm not a good wrestling fan, and you all should be mad at me. Can I get it before I see it? Luke and... <laughs> I even remember they were called the Sheep Herders, but I can't remember what their stupid WWE names were. i got to look, because it's going to drive me absolutely nuts. Butch. I thought it was a Butch. Damn it. I was going to say Butch, but I thought, no, it's not going to be Butch Bushwhacker. I'm such an idiot. So it was Luke, right, that did it. Either way, that's the best one. I'm handing in my wrestling fan card. I absolutely suck. Um, Adam says, why are you so flabbing cool? Trust me, I'm not, but I'll still take it. Surprise Roll-Up says, how many times have you slapped your head? Way too many. Still get asked about that today, which I do like. And we'll finish with a big Ukrainian who says, when do you think Randy Orton will return to WWE? Uh, pff, man, I'm a bit worried that he's not going to. These back rumors sound very, very worrying. That, you know, his back injury is so bad that he, uh, yeah, he's just, he, he just not going to be able to come back. And he has been wrestling a damn long time. But I hope that's not the case. I hope he does surprise us. Maybe he's even in the Royal Rumble. That would be awesome. But if he does come back, I think he will have reached that John Cena beloved status. So, yeah, I really hope he does return. I think Randy Orton was having some of the best times of his career before he was forced away. Mostly because he was just having fun with RK Bro. I don't even think you need to revisit that tag team now. You can do, you can do whatever you want. Um, but I would never turn him heel again. I mean, WWE would probably try, and he probably wants to. But I think he should come back in that legendary status, have one last run, and then go enjoy his money. He's obviously going to go into the Hall of Fame. It's much deserved. He's a fantastic professional wrestler. Underrated in many ways, because he does so many things well. But yeah, I'm a bit worried we won't see him again. But let's hope that I'm being a negative Nancy. And I am going to end it there. My voice is terrible. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have so many videos to record. <laughs> yeah, and yet my voice just is killing me. I can't do high-pitched noises. Not that I do many high-pitched noises, but it certainly makes emoting on this podcast a lot harder. But thank you very much for tuning in. As always, patreon.com forza Simon 316 if you want to support me with a dollar. ProWrestlingTees.com forza Simon for my t-shirts. Goofy Wrestling, Surprise Roll-Up, Hardest Part of the Ring. There's other ones on there too. I forget what I do there. I'm, I'm, I don't have a good brain. I've also got Samson Athletics t-shirts. Uh, I'll make sure I put a link in the description. Make sure you click that because that's how we're able to uh, keep track of all of them. We've got some new ones going up there soon too. Come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316, especially because that's where I get the thread for the questions that we can answer. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review for the podcast. Check me out on What Culture on Ups and Downs. I'm on Cameo. If you want to shout out Valentine's Day is coming up, I can be like, he loves you or she loves you so much. That will be fun. If I missed anything, my YouTube channel, we've talked about that. Make sure you give that a subscribe. Feels like a lot of pimping. I'll also, if you have uh, waited this long, you're, you're very, very loyal customers. <laughs> so I will tell you, I'm currently building a little set for the podcast. I'm looking at it now. It's going to take me a while just because I need some time. But like I say, very, very soon, we will have a cool visual look to the podcast and we'll be able to have some more fun with it. Just part of my 2023 revamp. But for now, enjoy the Royal Rumble. Have a great day. Thank you very much for stopping by and I'll talk to you again soon.